Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente, this is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let Me Tell You. Don't stand so close to me. I know that's the police, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you just pick a random ass song, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't really know the trajectory. <laughs> I always think of the when Trudy came out in Friends. Oh, as herself, she yeah. was the, and she's like, I'm gonna call the police, and Phoebe's like, <laughs> Oh, <I'm> here. <laughs> Are we recording? We are recording. Well, Episode 57. 57, 57. Oh, 57. We're getting closer to 60. Yeah. And then 75, and then, you know, 100. Before we know it, it will be like, thank you, episode 500 of Better Let Me Tell You. No, but I, I think we're we're going to get to 100 this year, and we have to think about think what we're going to do. this year? I think so. We did almost 50 episodes last year. Well, yeah, there's 52 weeks in a year, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> pure, pure Mathematically, yeah, mathematically, arithmetic. it should so, work out in our favor. Well, everybody, welcome to episode 57. Pero let me tell you, here we are, another week. Another fake Friday. Another fake Friday, <laughs> another real Friday for you guys. Hashtag Pero Friday. And, um, <clears throat> y más, más porquería or... Oh, my God. Para hablar. And we're going to be eating again this weekend. We are. And you know, it's so funny. So know, You know, I've got like a bottomless pit of a stomach. But yeah. I think so I'm getting I, I tried to get back on the keto bandwagon and I'm um, sorry on the keto wagon. <laughs> and this guy brings me donuts. And I but I was very good. I had, had one. I had one. And it was a little whole donut. And it was a whole donut. <laughs> it was a donut hole. Yes. So yes. anyway, so I hope everybody's having a great Friday and a great week. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, yep. So we have this Saturday coming up. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Pedal Friday. Yes, we have um, Hamburger Burger House Party. Yes, which we're very excited about. Um, yep. Hosted by 
our good friend um, Seth Burger Beast. So, yes. I mean, all his events are freaking awesome. If you haven't been to any of his events, like, what the hell have you been doing? Yeah, I don't even understand you. Like, I mean, keep listening because we like to have listeners, but I don't get it. Yeah. And our new friends from um, a Creamy Creations. Oh, Creamy Creations there. are going to be there, too. Actually, it's funny because I was just talking. And if you haven't had their flan, you're... You need to. You need there's to. There's no other words. It's funny because I was just talking to, to Inger before we started recording. It's like, on Saturday, there's going to be, you know, Creamy Creations, Burger Beast, are better mojo donuts it's like all of our food friends mm-hmm. are going to be there and it's mm-hmm. going to be delicious so guys yeah. feel free to if you're 21 plus get tickets and yeah let me tell us. you something about this creamy creation and we've talked about creamy creations before if you think you've had good flan because i'm a, like a total flanaholic and i'm pretty sure i'd had i had had good flan well like you said our friend daisy makes makes a great flan, a great flan. Uh, my yeah. godmother my godmother used to sell her flans that's how good they were I thought I had had my share of good flan. And then I tried these people's flan. And I, what I love is how like, they saw my face. It was like. But it's pure joy. <laughs> like, I'm, I, like, I, I, I I'm wish like, is this real? What's happening right mom, now? You know what? On Saturday, before you dig into it, because they will be there and they will give us flan as they are wont to do every no, time. I'm, I'm, uh, no, no. My flan face is not. No, I'm, I'm oh, embarrassed. Oh, no, 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 no. Listeners, face. I'm going to figure my it flan out. Face. Hashtag, I'm gonna, flan hashtag flan face. Hashtag flan face. I'm gonna figure it out how to how to how to do it without him noticing because that has to be seen <laughs> by the world. Anyway, bueno. Speaking of faces, oh god, I don't even know where this is going. So this week, mm-hmm. I, I, it's like with this whole world of politics, it's like one week can make so much difference. It's yeah. like night that. and day. And um, so this has been a bad week for Joe Biden. Who hasn't even? Oh my God, that's one of the things I was going to bring up. Haven't he hasn't even announced his candidacy? And I don't think he is for president. I think he is. I you think, think so? Is. Yeah, I think he is. He always seems to me like he just didn't um, want to. At, at least, at least I think for a long time, time he probably didn't want to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his son died, and right. you know, he, he had a lot of personal setbacks. Right. So Focus obviously, family, right. being president was not the first thing on his mind. Understandable, but I think that you know he he's he's definitely one of these people that is you know he he's country first, and you know is he a veteran? No, I don't, he's I don't remember. Not, not that I know of. No, I don't think okay. so. But he's had many years of public service. Okay. So, you know, so the whole thing with him, you know, for those listeners who may have heard or may right. not know Maybe not. what we're talking yeah. about, there's two women who came up, yep, made allegations against him this week. And these are, and these are um, politicians, these women. Yes. So it's not um, like, quote unquote, you know, an average woman. That it's Joe Biden made inappropriate, um, inappropriate... Um, actions towards her. One of them specifically, when she was running for lieutenant governor, she... I actually uh, have the quote here. Read her quote. So this is her quote. I felt him get... I I already sound like I'm reading Fifty Shades of Biden. (laughs) I felt him get closer to me from behind. He leaned further in and inhaled my hair. I was mortified. Flores wrote, adding that she wondered why the then vice president had come that close to her. He proceeded to plant a big, slow kiss on the back of my head. My brain couldn't process what was happening. I was embarrassed. I was shocked. I was confused. And this was in a public setting. This was like Correct. I mean, this isn't like a Bill Cosby situation right. where... And she had invited him because she was running for lieutenant governor, and she had invited him to either endorse for, for her support. Or, for support. or give a speech at her rally, and he did. So he came up you know, from behind, and... He probably gave her one of those big hugs that he's known to give and 
Or it might have just been crowded for all we know, and he was breathing deeply. I don't know. Kiss. Do you know the first thing I thought of, though? Mm. Remember years ago when we were at the movie theater in South Beach and John Cicada was there? Yep. Mm. Yep. And Ingrid was standing behind him. Yeah, and afterwards, she his hair. She's like, I just smelled John Cicada's hair. Yeah. And I think it's just literally because he was right under her nose. <laughs> it wasn't like she went out of her way to <laughs> sniff John Cicada. But that's the first immediate thing I thought of. I'm just funny, like, because I wasn't there when that happened, but I know of when it happened. And it was like really funny because all you guys came out of there talking about how. You yeah, were in the bathroom or something. I, I was somewhere yeah. else. I No, I was somewhere else. How you guys were all like, oh, you know, John Cicada's hair. She, she sniffed John, John Cicada's, Cicada's hair. hair. And it's like, oh. Yeah, but anyway, back to Biden and his hair sniffing you know it's funny when i thought about this i thought so many things first of all this is going to be piled up with the me too movement and both both women say stated that this yeah uh, they, this they, was they, not they don't, sexual don't assault it. and they didn't equate it to sexual assault right however <laughs> both of them stated that they don't feel he's qualified to run for pre- the presidency over this because he's a hair sniffer and that's the part where they lost me because if you if you're stating that it's not you know you felt uncomfortable it's not a big deal and, you know unquote. feeling comfortable or uncomfortable is subjective you know yeah that's true um, like i wouldn't have I, like the fact was the, the, to me when she said like you know i was embarrassed i'm just like but why were you embarrassed that somebody was behind you and just like right. went and, and your i hair. understand Shocked? that at that yes. time at that time you know the power dynamic was a little bit different because he was the vice president of the united states um she was running for lieutenant governor so there's a little bit of a power dynamic there whether you want to admit it or not or mm-hmm. or whether mm-hmm. it, you know it does come into play so right. i get all those things I just think that she could have I don't think that this is something that should have gone public and as much as I I am for the me too movement and I think that women should be heard and women should be listened to and 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 men's behavior especially needs to change I I think that this is something that I I, I don't find the the positive angle on this because this is only going to hurt him and well it's also going to create more of the the feeling that exists in certain places now which is you know oh everything now is harassment and like and so you're lumping in somebody giving you a well-intentioned hug that Mm -hmm. maybe you again let's let's call it a cultural thing right like if right now i was to meet somebody actually i would go in for a hug that's that's another part of the conversation that i want to get to because i think there's definitely a cultural dynamic here that's different that i definitely want to get into but for right now for the politics part what you're saying saying, you know like if i go in for a hug the person who's receiving it might be like oh you 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 hugged me or touched me without my consent but it's like no but i just that's just what i do you know what i mean now that's going to get lumped in with you right. know oh i you grab my ass right so that's why i think that these and you I use mean, this phrase a lot it's I, false I, equivalency I, yes it is a false equivalency because the problem is that now detrayers and people who don't believe in the me to movement are going to use this to empower right. themselves and be like oh well you know now you know if you hug a woman and give her a kiss on the head you know well-intentioned well you know me too you know right and and I think that misses a point a little bit because, again, the Me Too movement is about women being heard, uh, whereas before they were not heard. They didn't have a voice or um, they felt very intimidated to come out. I just think that you also need to understand the the circumstances and the consequences and context of all of this. Because if you're talking about a man that, in this case, Joe Biden, 
has he has a reputation for being a hugger and to being a touchy feely guy, and never has there been any allegation of something more than being that. more than that, right? right of right. sexual abuse, and you're now in this political s- climate where anything and everything is used against you, right? And right. in the case of the Democrats, they're it's like they're cannibalizing each other yeah. right now with the candidates that they have. Um, Did you hear the latest that apparently there's some people saying that like accusing Mayor Pete, I think uh-huh. is his name, of no, he's not gay enough. I think Mayor Pete. It's is like what is that? Great. I I don't know enough about him, but it bothers me I'm, to hear I'm, that. Actually, that's you know what? Let's talk about Mayor Pete in a moment because okay. I do want to talk about okay. him. Okay. Um, so I made no secret that I watched The View, and one of my favorite people and on CBS the View, Sunday Morning because let's morning. just get it out of the way now. Um, one of my favorite people on The View is actually Megan McCain, who's right. a conservative and a um, Republican. Right. Well, she's not very big on calling herself a Republican well, nowadays, but, but she is a conservative. Purposes. And Megan McCain has continued to say something on The View that I agree with a hundred percent, and she's been saying. That the Democrats need you were to at my get, wedding, Denise. <laughs> the Democrats need to get their shit together because they need to either pick a candidate that's going to beat Trump, or they need to figure out if they're going to pick a candidate that's going to go with all their every single ideal and moral that there is. That's not going to get elected. Good luck, right? Good luck because these people that are uh, like more like to the left that have they're very gonna, very progressive ideas, and, and we could have a conversation as to how good these progressive ideas are. Actually, we probably might uh, in the coming weeks when yes. we have a guest that yes. we have on, yes. on tap. That's 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 in the pipeline and the works. But you know, we, you know, you, we could have a debate as to how you know these progressive ideas, how good they are and how beneficial they are, or, or they're not. But again, if your if your goal is to get a Democrat in the White House and beat Trump, then you need to be very careful with how you tread right now. Right. And you need to be very careful with what's said. And that's what bothered me about this whole thing against Biden, because you know whether you like Joe Biden or not, or you like his politics or not, I mean, that's not a different the, story. I'm not a huge fan, but I do think that this is a little much. Right. But now saying that the man, that is where she lost me. Because if she, if she would have said, I, I felt uncomfortable. Right. I didn't like it. I don't it was weird. She, whatever. It was weird. And his Fine. response actually was 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 fairly yeah, good. He, he basically says like, "I don't recall it that way, but if that's how she does and she feels that way, I regret." I regret it, and I need to listen to this. Right, right. You know, it was, it was fine, right. but the part where she lost me is that it disqualifies him. It does. That is where she lost me, and that's where I was like, "This is political." And actually, she's a big Beto fan. Oh, um, Beto, Beto I mean, O'Rourke. Okay, do you know that? If, okay, can we talk about him for just a second? Yeah. It bothers me that he's called Beto mm-hmm. because he's not Hispanic. That's why they called him since he was a kid. Right, but no. Well, that's what they called him when he was a kid. No, that's like, no, that's like if you grow up in Wisconsin and your name is Mike and everybody calls you Miguel. I'm like, well, why? I mean, I, don't get it. Th- th- I too thought when I first heard his name Beto, I thought he was Hispanic, I thought he was Hispanic or, or from some, Texas too. I mean, from I somewhere. Thought, yeah. uh, I assumed that as well. And then I read about him and he's not. But it doesn't bother me. That's what they called him since he was a kid. And there's actually pictures of him as a kid with his shirt that's a Beto mm-hmm. or a Beto. Um, so that doesn't bother me <laughs> that much. That's a very me reason. But, but actually, so. Let's get now to the part of it's cultural. Okay. Because <laughs> our people will have a yes. very different stance. Our people. On, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Knock on wood. I haven't seen any Cuban Americans accuse each other of uh, of any of this type of behavior because we we don't know at what point. <laughs> is it just saying hello or yeah, is it? Because in Hispanic communities, hugging and kissing is what is the normal it's, it's how you say it, hello it, it's normal and even in a business per, in a business yeah, environment absolutely you know you you give your co-work well 
a man to a woman. Not, right, right. You know, female, you know, well, but, but with men, you hug. You, you, you walk. You, I mean, you, if you know each other to a degree, you side hug. Right, yeah. If it's a man or um, – or definitely, if it's a man or a woman that are friends or coworkers, it's very, very common to give each other a kiss on the cheek. It, it was very and interesting, even in the workplace. Because I, you know, my in my day job, you know, I started off working here in Miami, and then I when I went up to New York to to work in in advertising, I was still working in multicultural. So a lot of the media that I would deal with were Hispanic or Latino focused media, but I also would deal with general market quote-unquote which is like white media shall we say right so it was always interesting to me because when i would meet with my reps for say like a people in espanol or a univision or telemundo they'd come in we'd hug we'd kiss and da, da, da. but then when i would meet with the people from like you know nbc and abc it was like hi nice to meet you, you yeah know, very, very formal and it's like i had to navigate those two worlds See, i remember when when I was like in big law, that I worked at a big law firm, mm-hmm. you know that you know it's law, it's very professional and conservative and all that. You know, a lot of times when I would either go to hearings or go to depositions, mm-hmm. I would see more or less the same court reporters. Right, right. And it was all these you know young women and whatever. And mm-hmm. whenever I'd see them, I'd be like, "Hey, oye, como tu está? and give her a hug and a right, kiss. Right, right. And, yeah. You know, that's it, it's just, just it was it's culturally okay. Yeah. And, and again, and and, and, and I was one of the attorneys. It's not like you know I was. You didn't work there. You I, weren't, yeah, you weren't was, part of the court staff. I was an attorney. It's not right. like I was um, a lateral. I had a lateral right. position. But that's how they were with other attorneys too. Right. I mean, obviously, obviously, if you're not into that and you're not a person that you, cares to do that, you make it known. I mean, you, there's a there's a way to just obviously right. you put your hand out. You know, you and, put your and hand you, out exactly. I think it's very. I think either for a man or a woman, it's very simple to not simple, but I think you can show there, that you're not into. There's that. a way to shut yourself off. Right. I, I believe right. to that. And again, that's not to say that there isn't a line, because there's of a very course. there's a very big difference between seeing somebody going, "Hey, how are you?" giving a kiss on the right. cheek, and you know, "Oh, how are you?" Honk honk, grab right, your ass. Course, you know what I mean? Course, I mean, that's but what that's, I do to you all the time, but that's different. But that's where I think the cultural, right, cultural, because I can't see there's that, cultural and then there's falta respeto, right? But I can't see that happening, like you know, up where I went to school at in the Midwest in court, right, right, you know, right. an attorney and a court reporter like, being hey, like, "Hey, Brittany, yeah, yeah. what's up?" <laughs> you know, like that's not gonna happen. But here in Miami, it does because right. of the cultural aspect right. of it. Hispanics are very touchy feeling. Hmm. Obviously, as you said, even with Hispanics being touchy feeling, there is a line you know, that yeah. is appropriate or inappropriate. But but I think culturally, what is it? Confianza. Yes, there's a level of confianza, of confianza that you have to have with somebody. Which those of you who don't know, confianza is confidence and it's yes. it's familiarity. You know, you yes. it's the equivalent of saying you don't know me like that. <laughs> you you know, know me. You don't know so. me that way. So yeah. So I. I I I don't know. Let's see what happens with this whole thing with with Joe Biden. Um, what I was trying to get to at in terms of Megan McCain mm-hmm. yeah. is that Megan McCain on the View has said time and time again, and I agree with her a hundred percent. She's like Democrats need to stop like throwing all this stuff at each other because like did you hear one of the things that Beto got uh, shamed for saying that his name is Beto? He got flack for saying that he was born to do the job because he said that was white privilege. So does that mean that Lady, I think Lady I, Gaga I, I, has I, white privilege on being? That what he meant was that, that his ambition. He always right, had an he, ambition. But, but that's something that everybody says. For public service. I was born you know. to do this. That's how I took it, you know. Because that's how it's meant. And then there was another time that in like a very <sighs> so kind of – In like a very kind of uh, town hall meeting, very informal okay. – Somebody said something about his family, and he's like, "Oh, you know, good thing that my wife is at home taking care of the kids because she does a lot, you know, much better job than than I do." 
So he was giving her credit. Right. Well, that was taken as misogynistic and, you know, oh, sexist off. and blah, blah, blah. And he had to apologize. He's done like an apology tour. I wouldn't have apologized. And I would have said, if you can't figure it out. Right. But unfortunately, what? that's the world that we live well, in. Well, this world's And, and that's what Megan McCain has been saying that she's like, I can't believe I'm giving advice to the Democrats <laughs> on, <laughs> on how to mount their campaign. But, but yeah. she's like, if you guys keep cannibalizing within the party, you're not going to beat Trump. It's so fan- fascinating to me how much self righteousness is just flowing through the world right now Mm -hmm. so many people who apparently never sin never fault and have deemed themselves you know the perpetrators of these glass houses and are are casting stones left and right across across the aisle i'm not talking one way or the other because i you know i've always said it i i've always considered myself a liberal and i've always considered myself a democrat and you know, there's people now that are like the voice of the of the party that I I kind of like. Esta misma AOC, Cortez. You know, I hear her speak, and there's certain. I, I get it why she won, and there's certain things that she says that I agree with. It's not that I even disagree with a lot of the things that she says. It's just that, you know, for example, she recently said something about like, oh, being a moderate, meh. It's like, you're a moderate. And it's like, yeah, but if you want to get shit done, you got to compromise. You got to compromise. I mean, obviously, there's certain things you don't compromise on, like civil rights and 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 or equal protection of people or, right. or things like that. Which side is the correct way to put the toilet roll paper? But but things like policy, budgets, you know, uh, health care. Those are all things that you're not always going to get your way. You know, even if we could sit here all day and say how health care should be. You know, a right to all Americans. Even if you think that, you're going to have to give something up to get that passed. So right. I just, you know, when I hear her say stuff like that, and then that empowers a lot of people, and it's like, that's not going to get you elected. That's not going to get you anywhere in life. Try showing up at any job and just be like, no, this is how I want to do it. And they're like, um, you're an intern. And I've been here for 40 years. Yeah. And I think that they often forget that that's what, you know, uh, being a civil servant, not only a civil servant, but that is what our company, our company, our country, in, in terms of the way our government is composed of, of multiple parties, of a Congress, of a checks, and balances. Senate, checks and balances, is compromising. And right. compromising is, in essence, in a way, being moderate. You you can't be balls to the wall. Los extremos son malos de los dos lados. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. Ugh, we'll I can't stand that girl. <laughs> I just you don't like AOC. Ugh, her face makes me want to throw a chancleta. Oh it. wow! No, I don't feel that strongly against her. She always has this face like she thinks she's the smartest person in the room. She reminds me of every. Remember every like every kid in high school that we knew who thought they were like you know they were sixteen going on thirty five. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what she reminds me of. She mira. She has her story. Her story is compelling. And and I, there's parts of me that like her because she kind of threw a wrench at the system. I can respect that, and 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 I think that that's not a bad thing. And she's young, and because she's, there's she, there's because things, she's done there's things about the government and about politics on both sides. Right. You know, the whole thing of the influence of you know people, whether people that endorse your campaign or big money from big companies and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all things that I think we can agree that needs to be needs to be reformed yeah, or there needs to be more transparency. Absolutely. And that's something that's a very big thing in her whole, you know, shtick. And and I agree with that. I just think that 
I just don't like how she delivers the message sometimes, more than anything. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of saying sometimes there are people who I agree with their stance, but I disagree with how they say things. Yeah, and I think that she's a little bit unrealistic if she thinks that she can get things passed without compromising. And as she said, moderate, meh. you know, sometimes you have to be a moderate. Sometimes you don't. But sometimes you have to be a moderate. And if you want to get that green deal passed... Well, you're you going to have to acknowledge that nuclear power has to be part of it, first of all. Uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> there's a lot of things you're going to have to yeah. give up to get. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. just the way the gov- you know, government works. That's you know? how life works. So Good anyway. luck having a relationship if you don't compromise. <laughs> anyway. Bueno, moving right along. Feeling fancy free. <laughs> so did you hear... Did you hear... <laughs> oh, God. What did I, uh, what, this what? Is, did this I is bringing it local. Here? Oh, okay. That um, it, it came on the news this week or a couple of days ago that <laughs> the Miami-Dade Police Department, I, I think it was a police department, in one of their forms still use some of their forms to, I don't know if it was to describe the person filling out the form or the assailant, whatever. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, in one of their forms, when... <laughs> oh, God. They are still using Oriental... <laughs> Oriental. Yes. Okay, you know what's funny that <laughs> I actually so. First we of all, means <laughs> yes. Please. First of all, I'm thinking like, are these people getting attacked by rugs? But I was actually curious Do you about see this. that thing swimming round and round. I hear baby cry. Where there's baby, there is milk nearby. And that was racist corner. Well, no, it's funny because actually we have a family friend who she's Korean. And I mean, you know, my father is 60 going on 200. And, you know, he was saying to her, he was like, you know, oh, no, because, you know, you're, and they had a baby and super cute. Like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for, she looks just like the father, except, you know, her eyes are Oriental. And I'm just like, Asian. Like, I just kind of say it where, and he just kept going, Oriental. I'm like, Asian. So he just kept going about and about. And so I just started, and, I'm, and she didn't flinch. Like, she didn't even bother to correct him. Now, sometimes people don't correct because they're just like, you know what, you're old, right. whatever. But I actually looked it up. I'm like, okay, so why do we say Asian and not Oriental? And I've actually found some articles by Asian people who says that there's nothing, that they don't find anything inherently offensive by the term because it is the Orient. You know what I mean? So it's not like, it's not like they're calling them chinky eyed. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's funny that I'm very conscientious about using Asian, but then I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, why don't we use it? I mean, well, but I mean, I think that it's almost like saying, you know, Latino versus Latinx. But I think that it, it, it's of the times because, for example, look at black people. Black people, you know, if you're black, <laughs> but it's true. Actually, I was going to quote what Whoopi said, but it's very true. Whoopi, Whoopi said, you were at one point you were colored, right? Then you were Negro, right? Then you were black, and now you're African American. You know, so I've been all those things. What am I, right? But I just think that in terms of, especially a government agency, <laughs> in oh, no, terms no, no, of no. sensitivity and just being just with the times, uh, with the times. Uh, come on now, you shouldn't have Oriental on your. Que papel está caro, you know, an old form is an old form. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's 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 the old like it's got purple actually the ink. It's not even you know. It's like that old typewriter font. Yeah, it's it, they just like. <laughs> They dusted it off from the storage. But you know what, though? The whole thing with... with Why do I feel like it was in Hialeah that this happened? No, but I have another Hialeah tidbit. No. um, (laughs) You know, the whole thing with Oriental, I think, though, that... I mean, and 
I mean, there are worse things to call Asian people. But I, I mean, I I think that people that are Asian or Asian culture is one of the cultures that's mocked the most. And oh, I agree. People either are just they don't say anything about it, or it's become the norm, or you know. Well, there's a lot of old, a, what they call stereotypes, right? Like, oh, Asian men have small penises, right. and you know, because you know. We kind of it's shits and giggles, but it's true. You watch that scene now of the sixteen cats. Oh, Siamese, I thought you were going to say sixteen candles. No, you. Uh, well, yes, yeah. even sixteen candles. Yeah, yeah. That every time that he comes out, the dong, dong yeah. Comes out, yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. You know the whole scene with the Siamese cats and Lady and the Tramp. As much as I like the song <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> I got. I, I, I remember when I saw reconcile. when I saw that after I hadn't seen it in a while and I had seen it as an adult. I'm like. This feels so wrong. There's something <laughs> off here. Something right? off. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the famous, what is it? Is it Mickey Rourke? Um, oh, in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. Yes, I where mean, he's playing, uh, I guess, a Japanese guy I with mean, the buck teeth and the yeah, slanty eyes. Yeah. I feel that Asians have been marginalized for a very, very long Although time. Although I will say, of all cultures and ethnicities, they do also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go defend one stereotype because everybody always just assumes they're good at math. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing to be assumed. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, no, but but but, but even besides, that, I'm just saying. Um, you know, even besides that, it, it you know, I think that they are mocked a lot, or oh, have yeah. been mocked a lot, and for some reason, it's been kind of acceptable to do it, or or hasn't caused outrage as as mocking other cultures or other ethnicities. Do have. you think part of that has to do with the way that historically their culture has been very reserved? Probably. In you know, you don't cause a ruckus Probably. you don't yeah. offend your yeah. host or whomever yeah. you know and so it just kinda, it's just anything yeah you, you just you, you suffer in silence yeah, yeah you, you suffer in silence and when you like step back and look at it it's like you know that's that's not cool it's not right I mean? absolutely not it's it's not cool but but you know one of my favorite asian friends or my favorite asian friend from linda you know, have I told you what I do with Linda? I, well, you have told me. And There's I've actually, a lot of things that I've done with Linda. Well, well no, that me, sounds... Me, well, no, let's let me, backtrack that let, entire statement. That. There's, yeah. there, there's, there's a lot <laughs> of stories I could say about <laughs> okay, Linda. there you go. That's much I went better. to law school with this girl named Linda, and her and I are very, very yes, good friends. Yes. Fellow attorney. Um, she's one of my favorite uh, people. And um, she's Asian, and she's from Vietnam. And it's funny because one time her and I sat down, and we came up with all the similarities between Cubans and Vietnamese oh, people. Yeah. It's like we both come from communist countries. <laughs> we, our parents both had to flee. They go back on un gusano también. They do? They do, to give their family stuff. Aw. And they visit for 40 days. I'm like... Oh, it's the same same yes. I'm like, parameters. I'm like, okay. who knew? I mean, I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but her and I, you know... We we have a good time in terms of she's, you know, a, she's a doll. My my Asian. Chunk. I didn't mean that offensively, by the way. I know that I just called the Asian girl a doll, but I call non-Asian people dolls too. Okay. I think it's really funny that she's Asian from New Jersey, but she sounds from the Valley. She sounds like such the Valley girl. <laughs> anyway, bueno, moving on to Hialeah. Oh, must we? Did you hear the survey that came out? No. And I read this on NBCnews.com. Like the real NBC, not like the local no, section. NBC, NBCnews.com. National. Okay. Not, you know, Channel Backslash. 6. Backslash. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that Hialeah is the most stressed out city in the U.S. It is? Pero stress de que? You know, I mean, well, if I lived in Hialeah, I'd probably I, be stressed too. No, no, too. no. My, when I read that, I was like, define stress. <laughs> True. 
because I think stress from New York City is very different from stress from Hialeah. <laughs> stress from Hialeah es que Marta se te metió adelante cuando estabas en línea en fresco. <laughs> es verdad. And you know, she got the last of the Deja Condensado que estaban especiales uh -huh. esa semana. Stress in New York City is that the housing crisis has exploded. <laughs> right, like gentrification, you know, <laughs> you, you can't afford your rent. <laughs> what qualifies I don't know. to be the most stressed city in the country? I don't know. But they, they you know, they are they running survey. out of chickens to uh, kill for something you know, else? Sacrifices? Like what? Traffic. Uh, um, from traffic to, from what I read, it was from traffic to um, cost of living to housing. Really? Cost of living. Uh, but you know what? I don't think Hialeah is any worse off than any working class city that's why in the U.S. That, that's why I mean, like, okay, traffic in Hialeah is bad, but traffic in Kendall is, is but a But that's shit why show I too. thought, I, that's why. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when they when they were like talking about stress, I'm like, define stress. Yeah, because like, the stress in Hialeah is it's, it's, it's stress, but it's a different type of stress. Like la carreta closed early that night. Sí. Like, se like, acabaron las mariquitas en, <laughs> en Latin, en Latin de, cafe. Clotilde no hizo café at work that day. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you go and you order croquetas, and they're like, that'll be 20 minutes. We have to make them. And you're like, but no. I'm in a hurry. Estoy apurado. You go to get croquetas, and they only have the bacalao. Oh, oh my God. Boyo. Do you know what the worst is? What? When you go to a bakery. Oh, no, no. This is really the worst. This is really. Okay, this is going to When qualify? you go to a bakery, okay. y que nada más queda pastelito de carne. And not even the little cangrejitos. Because cangrejitos no. I can deal with. Yeah, but pastelito de carne. Oh, it's like, that's not pastelito, people. No. And for some reason, the ones that are left, obviously they're left because they've been there for a while. They're, they're kind of so dry. Sad. They're so sad. They're not yeah. even like nice glaze. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that. You know, You're the brazo gitano of pastelitos. that one weirdo in your family or at work that Who's like, likes rico el pastelito de, de carne. carne. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with like, you? Why? <laughs> like, who, who hurt you as a child? <laughs> what kind of like third world situation were you in? There's that so many delicious things: guava, cheese, sugar, the coco. Like, 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 pick something. And you went for the meat. <laughs> I don't understand humanity sometimes, and that's one of the times. Mm. I just don't. oh, so I would like to talk a little bit now. Oh. I, you know what? We should have a survey about this. About the patelito de carne? Yes. Speaking of surveys. Okay. So we got the results of our survey. I saw. I, I haven't seen the results, but I saw that you that you posted. Most people it. sided with me. Most people sided with Hitler. What's your point? No, most people did not side with Hitler. In Germany, they did. That's how no. he got so far. No. If they hadn't, if, they, if big people actually, hadn't sided you know with Hitler. You know where people did actually know? You know which one I, I lost at was Andy. Andy Samberg? Yeah. So most people found uh, Jimmy Fallon funny. Okay. Most people found I'm on a boat funny. And of course, most people found Justin with and, Jimmy, yeah. and Jimmy hilarious yeah. because they are, except you. That I don't find funny, but Andy oh, Andy was it. close, but I think it, it, he lost. It's funny because I actually started this week just by by chance. Uh, I Jose started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. because it just auto played after uh -huh. something, and I w and I sat came and sat down next to him, and I was just like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And immediately I was kind of like, Ugh, "Andy Samberg, that show's actually pretty funny." Have you it seen is. Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes, I used to watch it on Fox. I think it's really funny. I, I haven't I mean, seen it on NBC. I kind of like everybody but Andy Samberg, even though I think I think he's funny on it. I have to give him credit because I love everybody. And actually, there's a Cuban girl on there. King Melissa, for, uh, the girl who plays Santiago. She's Cuban American. No me doy cuenta quién es. The one who winds up, I think, marrying the Andy Samberg character. I have not seen the NBC episodes. 
this happened on the last episode of the Fox season. I didn't see the last episode. Okay, how many episodes have you seen of this? I show? saw season one and like season okay. two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and then there's only I, there's only three girls. It's and not, I think I fell off on season three. It's not the, it's not the white one. It's not the the, the redhead. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not his partner. It's not the Asian. There's an Asian girl. No, I'm just oh, okay. I'm just like, and it's this other um, Hispanic girl. She's Cuban American. She she's actually she was also on One Day at a Time um, in an episode. The episode with Gloria Estefan. She played Gloria Estefan's yeah. daughter. Yeah. So, oh well. Uh, bueno. Well, I guess fine we people fine side with Darian. Fine. <laughs> fine. Hilarious. Fine America. I'm gonna boat motherfucker. I mean, how can you not find that song funny? Because I don't get it. Fuck land. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Uh huh. Fuck land, I climb buoys, motherfucker. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I don't get it. Fuck land, I'm on a oh, boat, I, motherfucker. I, I, I and that video was shot here in Miami. So was Ace of Bases, the sign. Don't turn, turn around. around. Cause you're gonna see my that was breaking. You know a song over there that like totally dug recently. I think you were in the car with me. Uh, Living in danger. Oh, that's I a good see lies in the eyes of a stranger. Whoa, you've been living in danger. You know who you do not have to live in danger of? Kian Dime, our guest, the Burger Beast. Uh huh. Even though he's a beast, you know it's in the title. One of the nicest guys. I mean, I know we we talk we sing his praises all the time. So you know, I don't want you guys. He's to like Beast and Beauty and the Beast when he became good. <laughs> we should give him one of those old timey suits <laughs> to wear. But most importantly, and above all, you must control your temper. Oh, I hope he doesn't have a flower somewhere that's you know. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods. For 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But anyway, um, yeah, as we said, you know, he's, he's our guest this week. He's, we, we flip and love the guy. Um, he's got a book coming out. He's got Hamburger House Party. There's also a little bit of a surprise in there toward the end of the interview with us. So, See? Um, and the book is really great. I mean, we're going to be posting about the book, but yeah. it's really kind I know we're of. Gonna be, we're going to be giving away a copy of it soon. Yes. But I think we're going to wait until Imagine if launch. the book was like a mini encyclopedia on everything and anything you wanted to know about the burger. But we're afraid to ask. But we're afraid to ask. And, you know, as, as we say in the interview, sometimes you think, it's, oh, it's just a hamburger. How complex can a hamburger oh. be? Oh, it can be complex. Yeah, but then when you think of the trajectory of the burger, you know, the history of food is, I, I find, fascinating. You know how things evolve and how we, yeah how, how things we, evolve how we, and how yeah. they started. You know from the hamburger to uh, no like the sandwich was yeah, you know where did that Cuban come from sandwich like, you know sandwich yeah exactly so anyway well uh, without further ado then here is our interview with Seth Burger Beast whoop whoop 
And we're back. Hey, people. As promised, we are here with actually our first repeat guest. Uh-huh. The incomparable Seth Gonzalez, Burger Beast. Thank you so much for coming back. Welcome back to Pero Let Me Tell You. Do, 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 do. I'm back. <laughs> Soon you'll be like those SNL uh, repeat. Uh, oh, the recur- uh, right. Like the like Justin Timberlake so and Candice Bergen. You need to be here three more times. So it could be a total of five. And then you could become part of the five club. The five club, yes. And you'll be the only one in the club. So, right. Well, excuse me. I want to be more like Alec Baldwin. Well, oh, yeah, oh that's true. We got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, bueno, a lot has happened since we had him first on the show. It's been a year and change. It's been a year and change. Um, our little podcast grew. He now has a bunch of other projects that we're going to talk about, yep. um, including the book. Yep. And um, he just ate my chicken wings. Yep. So, you know. Did he? We, we told you he made them, but they were not his. No. <laughs> no, I I watched him make them, so I know that that I definitely know, right? did that's happen. True, that's true. <laughs> unless he pull, unless he pulled the switcheroo and I, when when I wasn't looking, <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> all right, so thank you for coming back on the show. So I guess the first thing we we definitely got to talk about, and we've got an advanced copy here. So yes, be jealous. Uh, you wrote a book all about the burger, a history of America's favorite sandwich. Uh, you're a published author, sir. How does that feel? That feels incredible. Um, I really needed to find what to do with my time because I found myself sitting on the toilet a lot. And I was like, I have time to write. Like, what do I do with myself? So you wrote a book. I wrote a book. Because you you can read it on the toilet. Actually, that is a very good. It's broken down into smaller (laughs) chapters. So you can actually do that. And I definitely suggest that. Okay. And it has a a nice matte cover. (laughs) Right. Easily clean. Right, right. Right. No fecal matter, please. (laughs) I'm sure my publishing company loves that. I said, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, we'll put that. That'll be the quote, the pull quote on your uh, press release. So, okay. So, where did the idea come from? Like, wh- how did this start? Because obviously, you know, you've got the Burger Museum, you have the blog, you have your your social media, your events, you know. But a book, you know, where how did it start? Mango Publishing reached out to me. Uh, they they actually, funny enough, they were going to put out a book by Fakrohinus, which is how they first came to my attention. Uh, Carrie had suggested, had asked me to actually write the foreword for her book. And so I knew about them. A few months later, uh, she got pregnant. She didn't end up, I don't know if she even started the book, to be honest, but it's actually available for pre-order. I think you can pre-order a book that's never coming out. Uh, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe she will write it and it will come out. Uh, I don't want her to kill me for saying that comment. And they, <laughs> go ahead and say it. You were about to say some wisecrack. No, I wasn't. I was just saying that's, that's phenomenal. You're just like, just pre-order something. It'll you never show up. Pre-pre-pre-order. Uh, well, it's the American way, isn't it? Let's just take people's money. <laughs> Seems to be. And uh, so, yeah, they reached out to me and, and, and asked me if I, I'd like to write a book. And they said some topics. I really was... Really wanted to write a book about my my life in the Miami food truck industry, which I know we were discussing. Um, Lots of colorful characters and those stories. characters and, and wonderful stories that probably some shouldn't be released uh, <laughs> repeated. Um, and they liked the idea of me writing about the history of the burger, uh, based on the fact that I have a museum. It made total sense for that to be the the topic for the book. Right. I mean, obviously, you've got the Burger Museum. Who better to write about it? And I know you cover in here, you know. The biggies, you know, you've got your your McDonald's and your Burger King, Wendy's, etc. But I kind of want to just draw attention to one chapter in particular, La Frita Cubana. Because I think that's something that, you know, 
really, you are probably, if not the one of the foremost, I think, experts in La Frita Guana. La Frita Connoisseur. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so specific to, to us, to our culture, to Miami. You know, what is it? About, I know we talked about it the last time you were on the show, but, you know, what made you say to yourself, I've got to give it its own chapter. It has to. Ha- it's got to get this kind of respect and love. So it originally was part of a, another chapter in the book where I talk about regional specialties, um, and it. I only put maybe two or three paragraphs in there, and after I finished and, and turned in the first draft of the book, I went back and said, "Do you think I could just pull this out of there and just give it its own chapter?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really told them, "Give me a few days, and I will write this chapter." And that's exactly what it was. I think two or three days later, I wrote it and, and I sent it to him. I go, look, this is the chapter. I'm pulling it out. I'm putting out the portion where I talked about it. And I went full on it. For many years, I've been collecting information. And you'll actually see, if you flip to the book, to the page, uh, the only known ad that ever ran advertising a frita stand in Cuba. The, the image is in there. I actually bought the book oh, wow. uh, where, it, where it came from. And how did you track mm-hmm. that down? Where did you where, where did you get that? I have my sources. You, right, <laughs> no, no. I mean, for those listeners who have not been to the Burger Museum, a shame on you. But b, <laughs> you have so many just unique items there that I mean, and, and that's just what you've got on display. Because I know you've got a huge storage unit looking like something out of an Indiana Jones movie, where you know I'm sure you've got crates and crates and crates of stuff. Well, yesterday after you followed me to the Ultimate Miami Drag Queen show. Well, yes, and also you lured me there with promises of night owl cookies. I'm not going to lie. Um, you you came down to my candy shop, which should be open very soon. Yep. And you saw some of the stuff, which I had told you. I have a bunch of stuff that is not on display, and some of it is now finding its way into the candy shop. Which is insane to me, because you already have so much on display that, you, that you're like, yeah, there's more where that came from. Well, I mean, you know, a little Toucan Sam, little cup, you know, little things, a little wimpy. Uh, there's a bunch of really cool old artifacts, Pringles glass, a couple of Pringles glasses from cool. the 70. Those are really cute. Yeah, so if you're into pop culture, the candy shop will be all about kind of like pop culture stuff, not only food related. And then candies and, and stuff like that. So Makes sense. Um, we'll be doing some flan Fridays. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can is it too early for you to say what the uh, you know it's no the, the no, weekends are going to be gonna at, start, it's going to start reopened? it's going to start in, in July. We're going to be doing flan Fridays um, mm, with, which with is our friends with uh, Creamy Creations. Yes. Our, our friends Creamy, which so. if you haven't had their flans, I mean, I don't have to. It tell is you. the best flan I've ever had in my entire life. Order it right now as you're listening to us. It's uh, it's that good. Right. We get ten percent, so please make sure that. <laughs> So something I really like here in the book and like going through it is, you know, when we often think of a hamburger, you know, we think of it being yummy. You know, obviously we think of maybe McDonald's and all that stuff. But in, in browsing through the book here, I see 1893, the Evening Gazette talking about a hamburger steak. So we could say that a hamburger, its origins go all the way back to 1893. Before that. So... I don't want to get into too detailed because I think it might be a little too much for people and might might not find it interesting into the history. But yeah, you know, it kind of evolved from a, a thing called Hamburg steak and then eventually became hamburger. I, I kind of go into it a little bit in there. There's so many books that I actually covered that. I kind of like went through it really fast, like a speed reading version of it. Right. What I included was what you're talking about is a lot of quotes, interesting quotes that I found as uh, headings in old newspaper articles. Mm-hmm. And I would save them over the years. And I was like, oh, eventually I'll find something to do. And then I figured, oh, you know what? I'll throw it into this chapter, uh, including like a guy who got some poisoning back in the day. Um, and, and just really, really weird uh, topics that involve hamburger. 
was the hamburger that you know in terms of the research that you did were there any connections to like world fairs the reason i ask that is because i know that so many like different food items made debuts or like became popular in world fairs back in the day yeah so you you you'll read about a, a lot of fairs you know carnival type stuff where where they were kind of well known in certain parts of the country you know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. You know, everyone says, I did the first burger, I did the right, first burger, right. and, I, and I cover four or five people's claim, and, and I state pretty much all the facts pertaining to it. You can make up your mind to it. It doesn't really seem to me like I, any of them really can lay claim to it. It seems like it probably just happened somewhere, mm-hmm. and other people are, you know, it sounds cruel to say this, are taking, trying to take credit for it. But um, there's, no, there's no way to really prove it at this point. You know, and there's people claiming that I did it this year, and then there's a guy who did it a few years later. So you're like, technically, if this guy did it, wouldn't he be the first one? Right. You know, um, you think it's a matter of like, oh no, but I added this, right? And so well, that's and the, the true and, hamburger. And, but everything becomes if, if you go on, there's like, I was the first one to put cheese. I was the first one to do bacon. Right. And it's like, I mean, if that's your late, uh, claim to fame, <laughs> the one thing that to. is for sure, for sure, White Castle is the one that changed the the game in in 1916. Uh, when one of the founders um, w- changed the way of doing the burgers. And by 1921, when they really opened, where he was the one using the fresh beef and uh, putting the onions and cooking it on the grill with the onions and, and, and came up with a particular thing that caught on. And it was such a wave that everyone started copying them. Um, and everyone started emulating their buildings, uh, just everything, buy them by the sack. Everything about them started getting copied. And that's where places like down here in Miami, which people from Miami know, a Royal Castle, yep. um, you know, was founded here in Miami. But that guy was... And uh, the guy was ori- William Singer was originally from Ohio, and White Castle was found in Wichita, Kansas, and they eventually moved their headquarters to Ohio. Um, and then people like Crystal, if you ever seen the little Crystal mini yeah, again, yeah. they were another, um, you know, people who kind of t- took what White Castle did and changed some things and made made it their own. But there are tons. The cha- White Castle chapter at the end has their contemporaries that were similar, mm-hmm. and, and then that actual picture right there is White Castle in Miami, by the way. Oh wow! Yeah, in 1959. Now, something that I found interesting, and I mean, we're gonna we're gonna like jump a little bit in time here, um, is that you have a, I guess, a, a whole page or a part of it to the history of the McDLT. Yeah, and I, I what I love about the McDLT um, for those listeners who remember, this was like a hamburger McDonald's introduced. What was it in the mid to late eighties? Mid, yeah. And was that around the time that they came up with that jingle that they had like you could have the. It came in like a record that came in the newspaper. Big the DLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese, cheese soleil, fish, a hamburger, hamburger a cheeseburger, a happy meal. Good with some fries. Yeah, that. you, that's scary. You guys yeah. know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that you I both know it. Actually, Siggy, I lost my train of thought. No, but the McDLT, it's funny because I remember it was a whole, like, the cool side stays cool and the hot, hot side stays, stays hot. hot. Yeah. And for those of you who remember when um, McDonald's still had um, the, the burgers and styrofoam, it was that contraption that came in. Right. It was and, a two-piece. Uh, it it kind of looks like the hotcakes thing. If you remember the hotcakes oh, yeah. used to come like, in a big thing like that. And that's actually one of the things most people take pictures of at the museum is when they see the that container. That, um, the McDonald's pizza, which I don't think I cover the McDonald's pizza in the book, but um, the, the, the McDLT container, the fact that I have one intact and it's like in perfect condition. Well, you know, I think those things are going to last for thousands of years. Well, so. yeah, it's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> but like the McDLT, like what was McDonald's trying to do with that? Like was it trying to... Well, I, 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 audience, well, you have to realize McDonald's really wasn't known for bigger burgers. If if you really kind of go back in their track record, 
Um, you look at, um, like, you know, they had the Big Mac, but those were still the small patties, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, they had the quarter pounder. They were trying to introduce, like, a, a new new sandwich. Uh, you go back, history, like, everybody. The thing, a funny thing about the history, when you, when you read it, you start understanding why certain things ha- happen. And especially when it gets to the point of the Burger Wars. Mm-hmm. The the ridiculous battles that were going on, and I didn't even re- realize there's so much information about the Burger Wars, and it's a chapter in there. And the Burger Wars is about Burger King, uh, McDonald's, and Wendy's that I definitely could have written an entire book about Burger Wars, mm-hmm. and I found it difficult cutting stuff out so that the book didn't end up being half Burger Wars. The Burger the, Wars were what around in the 80s? Yeah, is yeah. that when the whole Where's the Beef? Yes, that yes, that around? was part of that. Yes, yeah. Hmm. So what? Like, okay, so what? Now that you mentioned the Burger Wars, like what prompted that though? Because I feel that those, well, it was always competition. Yeah, but I mean, maybe Wendy's wasn't as established. But I mean, we think of those as such three such established uh, iconic brands, brands, really. and they were like dishing it out in the eighties. So I think what you don't re- and I didn't realize was that really McDonald's was just on, just trying to kind of stay out of it. If you notice, McDonald's didn't really respond to anybody except legally. Because they were so far ahead of everybody as far as sales as locations, right. it's kind of like you're in first place. You're so far ahead. Do you really acknowledge who's in second or third? You just so it was almost a battle for second or third. And I think maybe what I'm this is my thinking. I'm thinking that Burger King probably maybe felt the heat from Wendy's catching up on them, right. and they they need to put some distance between second and third. And their first thing was to start, you know. I, I, I doing some cheap shots. You can go. You can actually go on um, on YouTube and watch a lot of these videos, and they're very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I actually write out what some of the stuff that was said and in there. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's and some of them, Elizabeth Shoes and some of those oh, commercials. Right, yeah, yeah. And they're, all, they're Michelle, all, Seth Green. Yeah. Yeah. Well, little kid. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. They were tiny. They were teeny tiny. And and it's kind of funny because initially, Burger King didn't respond. Wendy's didn't respond, and then it became a legal thing, and then. I, I, even to this day, even though Wendy's are now currently is really good on 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 social media with a with oh, they're a, great they're with a with a troll. Burger King is really good at needling people. Like yeah. I can imagine, if I was one of the other two restaurants, I'd probably want to strangle them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They holding some hole on it. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they've actually really learned how to use social media. I think McDonald's, to your point, they're so far ahead that they're just like, eh, we're here. They don't, they don't have fun. They're this not is fun. totally off burgers, but do you remember some years ago when Burger King had the subservient chicken? Yes. That you I actually the, have a figure of subservient chicken. You could tell the chicken what to do. Oh, wait, yeah. you have that in your storage somewhere? I have a, a yeah, the, uh, it was produced in Japan. It was a, a figure of it. Yeah. I still don't understand what the hell that was about. But I don't I know. It, it was for the release it. of their chicken sandwich. No, no, I know what it was about. But like, what <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, a subservient did you ever, chicken. Did you ever go on there? I, 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 I used to have fun with the subservient chicken. Of course I did. Right, right. And I think I forgot what, there was a there was a secret term you would say, and all the people who produced the video would jump out from behind the couch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. no, I never. Forget I remember that, one. that. I didn't know what it was, but yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, no, it's it's yeah. I mean, well, what a Burger King cologne. I mean, Burger King's done all this off the wall. Oh, that was I, recent, right? My no, no, this was around the time I started my blog, the 2008, 2009. Although my favorite promotion they ever did, which I know got them a ton of heat, was the that they. I think you would get a whopper if you would unfollow three friends. I think on. On Facebook, yes. and they would unfollow your three friends, and they would let them know you've been unfollowed for a Whopper or whatever <laughs> oh, that's it was. Awesome. Well, yeah. they're currently actually <laughs> kind of to keep that train of thought. Burger King right now is doing this interesting thing where um, on their app, if you take a picture of like a competitor, a competitor's brand, so let's say McDonald's or Wendy or Shake Shack or whomever, what it does is on your phone on your screen, it destroys the ad, so it's like it sets it on fire. 
like it's flame flame broiled. Flame broiled. And so it's again they they understand the need to stay relevant and to be cheeky and fun. And so yeah, no, they, they're not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, no, it's it's I I find all that stuff absolutely amusing. But I'm just I can't imagine I'm being the other side like you know they're a nuisance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like coño otra vez con Burger <laughs> King. Who knew those instigators? Well, they are from Miami. They heard though. They're probably all like Latinos, holders. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. So do you do you still think? I mean, because this is the age old question, and I think in our first interview we kind of touched base on this. Do you think that these like major chains, like the big three, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, um, or even Sh- uh, Shake Shack and In and Out Burger, do you think that they still can produce like a like kick ass quality burger? Because a lot of people like look sometimes look down at fast food you know they think that to get a good good burger you have to go to like a legit like restaurant or whatever or even steakhouse nowadays I, there's a couple of factors one is franchising um because when you're French if it's corporate run then they all have the same standards you know when you do a franchise mm-hmm. sometimes you're only as good as your franchisee and you can go to one location and you're like this is my mcdonald's or this is my burger right. or this is my because they they prepare the food so good and i live near two burger kings and i can tell you one burger king i will never i never go to and it might be across the street really? from the it museum could <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it good. could be that big of a deviation and i and then the one uh probably nearer to my house which is you know maybe a mile or two the nearest one to the corporate office is the one i go eat at when could that be because they're nearer to the corporate office they know better <laughs> they know that they got to be up in their game because they're near the corporate office of course have you ever been to the corporate office of Burger King, by the way? Because I've always been Who? curious. Have you ever been? Because I've always no, been curious they, what their food court looks like. Uh, <laughs> so I have not. Um, I pretty much don't get responses from Burger King. When I was uh, reaching out for the book, uh, in, in the back you'll see I thank McDonald's and Wendy's, uh, Carl's Jr. Hardee's, mm-hmm. uh, A&W, uh, Druthers. I mean, you name it, uh, a bunch of these restaurants that reached out and wanted to make sure I got the stories right. right, right. Uh, White Castle, my friends at White Castle in Ohio. And um, yeah, Burger King will not respond to any of any attempt I've made to to talk to them or to get information or to hey, I want to make sure this stuff's accurate. Um, so well, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, whatever. My favorite. And I, and I and I and of of course of all the headquarters, I live right near them. So yeah, it's like <laughs> on the, it's like across the street. But you know, kind of not not that they're a sponsor, obviously. But you know, since you mentioned McDonald's has been so good to you, I know that they are actually going to be uh, there's going to be some presence with McDonald's at Hamburger House Party, right? Which is yes. Saturday, April sixth. So when you guys are listening to this, uh, it's happening. Well, if you're listening to this on Fiddle Friday. It will be the next day, so you'll still have time to get tickets. Uh, it's a 21-plus event, though, so please, nobody under 21. What's Hamburger House Party? I mean, just like to tell some of our listeners who haven't been, you know, like, it's a, is it like Croqueta Palooza with beef patties? Is it, you know, obviously there's going to be fries. Ha- Hamburger House Party initially started as an event called the Burger Brawl. And okay. then uh, I was forced to change the name. Um you know, let's just keep it real. Philadelphia Burger Brawl decided they copyrighted between me doing the first and second Burger Brawl. Oh. And it was called the Burger Beast Burger Brawl and sent me a cease and desist. And it became a giant thing. I had to get a lawyer involved. Um, and they're a not for profit. So you know how that goes. Um, yeah. let's not, not, let's it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I told him I would change the name. Um, tried racking my brain. What was I going to call it? A lot of times to get ideas, I'm like, what do I love? Croqueta Palooza. Obviously, it's a shoot on, you know, Lollapalooza. Right. Um, and then. I was like, what could I do for for and I started looking at movie posters and I saw House Party and I was like, Hamburger House Party, that sounds like the right name. Please tell me you're gonna have kid and play there. So the first <laughs> year we tried everything in our power 
and we could not get a hold of the booking agent for Kid and Play, but we really did. Do and they, still, do they even would, have one still at this point? I guess <laughs> that they would still be perform. my first Everyone question. from the eighties, I think, is still performing. That's yeah. true. And I would still love to have them. Well, <laughs> if, if you're listening play, to this, Kid and Play, play yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, reach out to Burger Beast. So, who are going to be some of the the featured? Um, Burgers, I guess. Well, like you mentioned, McDonald's will be doing French fries for everybody. Yeah, I'm excited about that alone. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're gonna McDonald's be frying fries. fries like this freshest fries you probably ever had and brought right, right there. Cool. Salt said right oh there. I'm already imagining yeah. it's gonna smell so good. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, locally, Proof is gonna be there. If you're not familiar, Proof, you know the usual people you see. The usual Burger Beast usuals will be there. You know, Latin House. Pincho as their you know their new name. They changed their name, right? I was very confused about that the other day. I was saw Pincho and I'm like, is it Pincho Factory? Is Pincho something new? They changed their name. You know, like you said, the Creamy Creations will be there. Yes. They're going to be doing the, some of their flans, Mojo Donuts. You know, Jimmy, owner of Mojo Donuts, and I grew up together. We've been friends since we were kids. And uh, who else is going to be there? Let's see, Hate Mondays is going to be there. Who won last year? Uh, you know, and then Chefs on Their Own who won the year before is going to be there. Oh, wow. Juniors who, you know. No one would give him a shot. He went into my event. He wins. Goes the next year, wins the burger by South Beach, which is the biggest burger event in the world. And then he goes back and he wins at mine. Takes, a, I guess he decided to take a year off. And then last year he came back and he won a judge's choice. So he's won three times. Damn. And, at, and at nobody my, gave my him event. a shot. Yeah. So very happy he, he's coming back. And, you know, there's a bunch of, of cool spots. Like, you know, Chemi Lanes is going to be. Los Vedis is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to kind of mix it up and change a bunch of people around, but there's kind of people who are so closely associated with me that they have to be be at the <laughs> be at the events. We're doing Wiener Bash as part of the event, also. Yep. So of course, our betters has got to be there. Sweet Dogs is going to be there. Alpha Dog, if you haven't had Alpha Dog, oh my god, okay. I can't speak enough stuff. Your pictures about Alpha Dog of <laughs> yeah. late that you've been posting have yeah. me salivating about Alpha Dog. We need to like, like, go on a diet really and, quick. And says, <laughs> yeah, let's just not eat, let's like just not eat sure, for a week. To yeah. make sure we're prepared for this. And, and Cesar, who owns you know Alpha Dog, also has a new truck called Barbecue 58, mm-hmm. and he's going to be doing burgers. And I, 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 I think I put last week, I put one of the burgers up. On Instagram, I think so yeah. If you follow me on at Burger Beast, you can see that, of course. <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody so does. So I'm going through here the book, and one of my favorite parts that I've, I've discovered is I think the, he just bent the cover right there. The what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, the region of favorites, and I'm looking at this Wisconsin poached burger. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Have you had that? I've never. When but you I'm going to be up in Wisconsin on my book tour, so I want to go there. All right. Wait. So the book is released on April April fifteenth. Fifteenth. you can get it wherever you can get books. Amazon online. You can pre-order it. You can get it uh, Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anywhere you can pre-order books, you'll be able to, and, and it'll be available in bookstores too when it comes and out. You're going on a book tour as well. I'm leaving on a book tour on May second for about three weeks, and we're going to head out to some of the older school burger joints. I I opted not to do book signings at bookstores. I'm, and I okay. reached out to some of the, the restaurants I mentioned in the book, and I will be in burger restaurants lining books. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to turn out. Maybe no one shows up. Maybe a ton of people oh, show up. Okay, so. they, people are going to so, show up. So I, I, I want to talk about. I'm trying know, to victimize myself. And again, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're promoting the book here, so I want to you know talk a little bit more about the book. I'm going to blame you if no one shows up. <laughs> promo- we're talking about the book. In my line of work, it's not the first time I've been blamed for people not showing up to an event. So, <laughs> chapter nine, Better Burger Revival. I'm loving this. So, you have a bunch of places like Fred Rucker's, Five Guys, Red Robin, Johnny Ooh, Culver's. Rocket. So, I'm I'm going to make a very bold statement here. Maybe you'll disagree with me. I do Senor Burger Beast. <laughs> Culver's is like my favorite burger. I Culver's. love Culver's. I really, really do. I, I'm imagining you've had Culver's. 
I may have. You may have. Um, in multiple cities. In multiple cities. I, when I learned that they opened one up in like Sarasota, I'm like, oh my God, Sarasota is like two hours away. Let's do it. No, there's one about an hour and a half yeah. from here. There's where? one in Palm Beach. Yeah, where we were when, where we were for... Wait, there's one two counties away? Where we yeah, were there's for, one in Naples for, too. For there's two birthday, in Naples actually. There was one we drove by. And wherever that was that we went for, for her birthday at the beach town. Yeah. Vamos, let's go tomorrow. I drove by it like three times. (laughs) No, I'm totally here. I love Culver's, and I I only had Culver's. And cheese curds? You didn't have the cheese curds? Of course Uh. No, there was a Culver's that opened up that when I lived in Michigan, there was one nearby my apartment. I'm like, what is this that has butter burgers, cheese curds, and frozen custard? custard. I mean, this is is like heaven right there. (laughs) At least my version of heaven. The fried chicken's good, too. They're chicken tenders? Fried chicken. No, they have fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yeah. I don't know if I've had the like fried legit chicken. legit fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. And they have like a, a, a Wisconsin five cheese sauce that's like Ooh, real that just cheese. Good. I don't it's, think I've ever had I don't ever even Yeah, because they, they, they have it with like a when that burger comes out like every year, but then you could ask for the extra sauce on the side, which I dip my cheese curds in. <laughs> Screw the marinara sauce. <laughs> so all these burgers, like th- these are what? These are like chains of burgers that kind of had like a, a comeback or so the first half of the book is really histories of old restaurants and where they, what they brought to the table or what made the companies important. The burger, better burger revival or chains. And you have to realize all this is all nationwide chains because I wanted it to be for anyone can read it in the United States Absolutely. and you'll be able to. Mm-hmm. Right. Wherever I can sneak in mentions of little mom and pop shops, I do. But most of the stuff is, um, and if you're into that, like if you're into a little small mom and pop shop, here's uh, my friend George Motes' book. Hamburger America is the book to get. He wrote the foreword for this book also. Oh, wow. Cool. So there you go, George. 10%, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of plugs in here. It's, a, it's like we're building a toupee. There's so many plugs. I mean, what I really love I, about I need to increase from 10% because that seems like... Yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah. For the amount of ones that you're doing, I need uh, you need to up it up What a I really bit. love about the book is that, you know, like a burger, it's one of those things that maybe we either don't give it as much thought or we just think McDonald's or the big chains. But it really, there's so much history and... Um, just so much like the trajectory of the sandwich and and everything and that the tenseng. <laughs> yeah, no, from like all these different. I, I mean, all these different restaurants and chains have had it. Like, um, I, I think I was telling you before, I went to um, Steak and Shake a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder when this started. And I looked it up. And I'm like, this has been around since like the 30s. You know, um, it has such a long, rich history that it's like covered in this book. And just to see it here, it's like, wow. It, I mean, a burger. Who, who knew yeah, that it's, it has? It's the simplest thing you, you, you would think. I, and there's such a rich history. I also kind of simplified it because I have pretty much all the historical burger books. I would say all that I know exists. Right. Um, and a lot of times when I wanted to find like quick info, like who found their problem, it couldn't find it. So if you notice at the beginning, whenever I write about Except for the bigger chapters where it's kind of like a whole story Burger King, Wendy's, that builds up to the Burger Wars. You'll see like Steak and Shake, for example, you mentioned. There's these little boxes, and the little boxes will tell you who founded it, what city it was founded, the year it was founded. And, oh, that's cool. And, give you all that infor- and give you kind of information about the company. I'm waiting for the return of the Arch Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is what? It's considered like the greatest <laughs> fail in fast food ever. McDonald's mm. supposedly lost millions of dollars with that. I think that stuff, um, there's been so many great fails. That, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember the arch. I mean, I remember it in name, but I don't remember what it was. It came, it, it came out in like 95, 96. What, what sauce do you think it had? Honey mustard. Of course. Yep. The condiment <laughs> the of, the of the 90s. Honey mustard. Yep. Him and I laugh. Actually, you know what? He, he would appreciate, appreciate it. Him and I, like him and I one time, like we were shooting the shit and we were talking about like how sauces have like 
Certain decades. Decades. And I'm like, okay. I feel that in the 80s. Well, the 50s like, was definitely catch-up. Catch-up. Yeah. In like the 80s, everything had like barbecue sauce. Yep. In the 90s, everything had honey mustard. Right. And then in the new millennium, we were like blue cheese. It's blue cheese. <laughs> blue, cheese. <laughs> blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese crumbles, blue cheese <laughs> sauce. Now everything is truffled. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. What's going to be in the new decade? Who knows? Ooh, maybe it'll probably be like something chipotle. Oh, well, down here, there is one. And I think you'll agree with me. There's a sauce that you pretty much find as a dipping sauce at every most places nowadays. Cilantro. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. yeah, that cilantro sauce from Boyo Drobigat is good. I put that yeah. on everything. <laughs> like, yeah. And then your breast stinks, but it's okay. Yeah. Those little Boyo bites are so good. It's worth it. All right. So anyway, so, okay. So you're going on a book tour. So we should totally put the dates no, when, well, absolutely. We're going to have the dates to, the tour to our listeners around the country. We're going to have that, you know, the um, link to the hamburger house party. We will. I mean, we, we, you know, dude, I'm, I'm going to take a little. I'm, I'm going to go a little left field here of the plug, and I know you're going to agree with me. We will post anything and everything about your your products and your brands, not just because we're brand whores, but because <laughs> you are. You've been so genuinely just fantastic to us and we always say like we always jokingly say you're the patron saint of our podcast you know you kind of are you are like one of just the most genuine people we've ever met we you know we we feel like we owe a lot of our success to you and and you embracing this little podcast and giving us the opportunity to be part of your events and and to just get to know you and your wife and so you know thank you for that and honestly any little thing we do we do it with absolute love you know, and we we freaking love you and your brand, and you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I'm getting schmaltzy, but that's Aww. that's that's from the Aww. heart. That's from both. Thank of you. Us, no, you thank know. you. I appreciate it. I'm a big fan of yours, and that's why I guess I will just publicly ask you guys. I would love for you guys to hold, host Croqueta Palooza this year. <laughs> oh, I mean, is there, you didn't even have to ask. You could have literally just said we were gonna do it, and we would have. We'd be yeah. We'd be flattered. That's a yes. Yes, that's an honor. Is this like is this like when they propose on The Bachelor that they don't really know what to do or say? He's not but giving us a rose. He's giving, he's giving us, us a croqueta. croqueta. Well, he did come. He that's did even come better. Equipped today with. Um, I'm not carrying either croqueta. of you up these stairs, by the way. <laughs> so thank you. That, that's very yes, nice. Of you. Absolutely. Um, so if there's one thing that you, in terms of your book that you could tell. Um, you know, somebody out there, uh, you know, who's thinking about buying the book or looking into it. Like one thing that maybe in writing the book and doing research surprised you. What would be one thing? I don't know that anything surprised me, but it's 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 crazy to go in there thinking about these topics that you think you know about and find that there's that I, I can't even begin to say I probably scratched the surface on on the history. This book could have easily been, it was 45,000 words. It could have easily been, you know, 180,000 words. It could have, you know, easily been larger. And I could have kept writing for years, probably, right. if I wanted to make, like, a, a giant encyclopedia. Well, that's volume yeah. two. You can do a second volume, you know. The, the Burger Beast Burger Encyclopedia. Exactly. I, I buy Who it. needs World Book or Wikipedia? <laughs> Screw that, Britannica. Is it going to be available at Publix? You know, in Publix, oh, I used to the World Book Encyclopedia, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you know, I totally forgot about that until right now. Yeah. <laughs> that and the other thing with dishes that you could the get dishes, dishes and the silverware. Uh, and the, you were the, like, "Oh, you, I missed the green the salad plates this week." <laughs> Do you remember the the S and H green stamp store? Yes. It used to be a Miller 137. The Miller. You never seen my? Uh, no, you never seen it. I have an S and H green stamp machine. The little oh, the machine, machine that, that would be at the at the register. Yeah. and I have. You never seen my S and H green stamp sign? No, it's like this big. Yeah. 
Oh I, no, I'm we taking, bought it. Yeah. I think I bought it. It was in Tennessee. I think I bought it at a at a antique shop. Oh yeah. yeah, that's people don't do that anymore. Marcel's like, where are you gonna? And we had <laughs> lo- we had bought so many antiques on this trip, and I had forgotten. We had done a stop on the way up to these road trips. We stopped at an antique shop, and I bought a bunch of stuff, and it was the first day, and I didn't want to lug around with me for the next two weeks. So I said, do you mind if I pick it up on my way back? Right. And they said, no, come on the way back. So at this point, our vehicle is so packed, and we actually had to get back to Miami a day late because they weren't open on the day I was coming oh home. Oh, my so God. So I had to wait because I couldn't get my stuff back, yeah. or I would have had to have driven back up. Ocupa de lesson H. Lesson H. I get there. I get there, and there's I have bought my dad a cannon like this big, like an old Spanish cannon. <laughs> And Marcella looks at this, and she's like, you're taking everything out of the trunk. <laughs> I'm like, they're taking every single thing out of the trunk to reconfigure everything. Massive Tetris game going on right yeah, there on the way yeah. back. A cannon and an S&H. <laughs> and <laughs> These are just as things that Burger Beast buys when he's yeah, on, on, a road trip, on a road trip. As one so, does, yeah. So, Senor Burger Beast, thank you so much, as, for, always. as always, for being on our show. Um, we were, we're thrilled to be hosting Palooza, yes. but most importantly, we're just really happy you did this book and you know and people are going to enjoy reading it and learning so much about our favorite sandwich the burger that's right okay now before Yo. you think this Uh-oh. is over it's not over yet oh, because we haven't discussed your wings yet all right oh okay, <laughs> that's right. okay so i made so i made some wings um three versions I, don't say some no and i and i invited some you know friends and family over and i you know a lot of people had told me that the wings were good it's kind of like i i, I got little techniques from here and there and i kind of created this kind of wing recipes if you will and i made um ranch wings uh honey chipotle wings and korean uh, uh korean style wings so i really wanted him to try it because i hold his opinion in high regard so i guess he's publicly going to tell me what he thinks <laughs> about my wings <laughs> what how else do you show love to people by publicly thrashing them Right, well, I guess <laughs> I can think of a couple other ways, but yeah. that that's one of them, I guess. <laughs> I could tell everyone to follow me on social media, and I might say it there instead. But no, I won't be. <laughs> that will be scuzzy because then you hear the, hear the whole episode. You do this build up, and then you get this is like a Walking Dead episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing happens at the end. <laughs> Which was the first one you put out? Because you put them the out one, one at I a time. The first one I put out was the Korean. The Korean. And everyone said to me I was crazy because it was still steaming, and I put there it in my mouth. Like, <laughs> literal steam coming off of this yeah. bowl, and this yeah. man just grabbed it like, yeah. okay, no big yeah. deal. The first one's Korean. The second was the ranch one. The ranch one, and the third one was a honey chipotle. And then the Sandra Lee ranch sauce, or as <laughs> as your cousin refer, as Roger referred to it as Sarah Lee yes. ranch. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, these are my thoughts. Great choice on the wings, the actual wing use. They're fried perfectly. They were crispy. The reason I know that is because I also ate them when they were super hot. (laughs) You could also tell because you did it on the ranch. Yeah. Believe it or not, I loved the first one. And if I was to say in order, Mm -hmm. I would say first, the the order you, you brought them out in is I would say the order that I liked them the best. Yeah. But I think that with the drier one, with the ranch, I think you should sure try doing some other ranch thing that I think you could probably elevate it better than the other one. The no, I think they were all great. The ranch one. Yes. But I love, I like like the, almost everywhere you go now, it's tossed wet wings, but right. no one does like, you know, like the lemon pepper, which is a little more dry. Right. And I, I like, like dry. Is, I, I like dry. Say, this is kind of like your le- version of lemon pepper. You know, you're doing right. a ranch. So I think that you should do 
Mm, guava pepper. Who knows? Oh, okay. <laughs> but dry. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll work on that. Um, the honey, the honey chipotle was a hit, and um, I kind of created that sauce. Yeah, that was my favorite. Actually, <laughs> that, I kind of created that. I had kind of done it a little bit before, but today I was like kind of mixing like the right balance of vinegar and chipotle and all that. So, okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, your opinion actually really counts. So. Anyway, well, I appreciate that because your opinion really counts, and I'm, but I'm happy you enjoyed them. I'm happy you enjoyed them, so I'll work on that dry wing. Ooh, and guava. Guava. I mean, guava with anything is good. Yeah, so. absolutely. Anyway, bueno, thank you so much for being on our show again. Um, I guess, uh, let's see. Croqueta Palooza? Croqueta Palooza is October. Or October. October. August, we haven't decided yet. Okay, but later okay. this year. <laughs> yes. Okay. And obviously, we're, we're going to be posting on our Instagram, you know, the, the dates regarding the book tour and more information on the book. But guys, really go out and get it. Yeah. Not only will you be supporting our friend, but you really will learn like a thing or two on, you know, the history of the hamburger. And it's really interesting. Fun to bring up at a party. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. Did you Or know? maybe you can give one away. On social media. This is true. This is we true. Could we could also get the, the fun never stops here. <laughs> no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. So, so everybody, thank you so much. And um, our friend Seth, thank you, thank you for being on the show again. Thanks, guys. And we're back. <laughs> Wake up, San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> I'm DJ. T- I'm DJ. <laughs> I'm DJ Tanner. You're DJ Tanner. Actually, you know one of my Grab favorite. Grab a cup of coffee. One of my Pop-Tart. favorite. That's heard, wake right? up San Francisco moments. I'm a big, big Full House fan. Um, I haven't said that in a while. I think yeah. I said that in one of the earlier. It's, it's good to reiterate. Once in I'm a huge Full House fan. Like huge that I have the original series. I have every episode recorded on VHS. He, um, guys, he created the box set concept. Actually, tell our listeners how I did create the box set. Dale. He had all, or still has all of the episodes of full house on vhs for those of you who don't know what vhs is it's a videotape for those of you who don't know what videotape is it's what you would record things on and put into another machine to watch and then he essentially put them i mean you put them in a box but you like created like like the the box the, the box had decoration yeah i mean like it, like theme. like if it was it was a collection i mean it was, yeah. it was that's what it is um, and this was way before. And I made the labels for the VHS for the tapes for the tapes that to says with yeah the box. yeah. This was before again. This was before TV was shows like were being collected. 90s. Yeah, and I made a folder of all the episodes, of right? Every tape and each episode yep. of the tape and each season and all that. So yeah, yeah. He, I invented the box set. He invented the box set. Mm-hmm. He did. Actually, I really do think. I, I mean, did. I don't I can't think of a box. I, set. I don't. I don't have any historical, you know, I proof created of that this. Bo- I created that box in 1990, and when I made the box, the box is really long. I did it on purpose because I'm like, okay, there's going to be more episodes, be more right. episodes in years to come of Full House. Right. You know, it didn't get canceled until the eighth season, but um. But I was right, and yeah, I created the box set. People, he did. <laughs> Listen, he created the box set, and you know, Romy and Michelle created post its. It's just <laughs> these are facts that exist in history, and we have to acknowledge and accept it. I know we right. just do. It's just life. And now my shoe's getting filled with blood. Oh no! <laughs> the viscosity, the viscosity. Yeah. So, do we have our last soda? I have my last soda. Dale go. All right. Well, my last soda is going to go to somebody who I don't think I've actually given a last soda to, although it would seem counterintuitive that we haven't yet. Um, I'm going to give it to Ms. Britney Spears. 
we haven't get, wait wait we've done 57 episodes for a season and a I half, know we've, and we've done never a, we've, given, we've given her her own mini episode that is true and right. we did do a video of you, uh, you right. dancing too right so she hasn't gotten the last soda but she's got a little bit more yeah um but I'm actually giving her the last soda because as we record this it was just reported that she's checked herself into a mental health um, treatment center mm-hmm. Because apparently her father is not doing well with his uh, with his recovery. What, is, what does her father actually have? He had a col uh, like I, I don't know if it's colon cancer, but it, it had an operation with his colon, and I mean he almost died, and that's one of the reasons that she canceled her second Vegas show, Domination. Um, it turns out that he recently had another surgery because his recovery has not been going well. And so, you know, obviously he's a conservator. They're they're a very close family. I mean, I don't know them personally, but you can kind of tell that they. They have been there for each other, yeah. and that they're a good old Southern family. Um, and you know, it's just hitting her very hard, and so she's going and seeking treatment. And I think that's that's something that you know we've touched on here in a little bit. You know, mental health is not something to take lightly. Um, we all, most of us, were alive for two thousand seven, so we remember the dark times. We remember the dark times. You know, the fact that she is not. Letting it get to that point that she's recognized she and needs cousin Ali's out of the cousin picture. Ali and and Sam Lufty are nowhere to be found. He thank deported. God he got deported. Sam Lufty, I didn't got know deported. Yeah, good, good riddance to bad rubbish. Um, so you know, I just think it's it's great that obviously I I love her. It's not a secret, but it's great that she's recognizing that I she's in, she's in a yeah. But you know, you know, she's my girl. You know, Brittany, I, what it is right now? Uh, uh-uh, get naked. Um. So yeah, I just give it. You know, I want to give it to her because um, number one, I love her. But I you think know, you know, you know, what I think it's really interesting. when people like her do these types of things. I also think it helps destigmatize yes, mental health. But you know what I think is really, um, I shouldn't say interesting, but um, well, for lack of a better word, I know where you're going. Odd okay. about her um, is that her father is still a con- conservator. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's still in control of the conservatorship. And yeah. well, him and an attorney. Well, yes, yeah. she probably has been diagnosed with some type of mental illness either bipolar or something, something. and she's just never disclosed it that's kind of like you know the same with mariah right you know, right right i've she's know, only recently mariah right. is my girl and um i've follow i follow everything and anything mariah and i think that i people that follow her closely knew that she probably had been diagnosed with something something's off she yeah. just never publicly stated it until recently well until she felt comfortable doing and so and the same thing is probably with her. Most likely. Um, and, you know, she talks about it when she wants to, if, if she, she wants ever wants to. to. Yeah, somebody does uh, I mean, whether it's bipolar or whatever other mental um, issue she may have or mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, good for her that she is taking an initiative. You know, she's one of these people that I feel that even when she was at her worst, people were like really rooting for her. There's something about the degree of goodwill that she has amassed. Because I think that sometimes celebrities, when you see them at their worst or you see them in a really bad like shape. Lindsay Lohan, let's you say. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, look at her. Right. But I think that with her, probably because she came from such a close-knit family and she had such a clean-cut image right, on the most right. part for so long. And you know that she was like... You know, well, just even a when little she was, even southern when she girl. Was naughty, she wasn't raunchy, right? She and was, all right. of a sudden, like all of a sudden, she did a right. one eighty. Right. It's like there was something there. You yeah, know? yeah. There, there was something there. So, well, no, Brittany, good luck. Yes, you're, 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 you're not a girl, not yet a woman. 
well, you know, now she's strong. You know, she's going to come out of this stronger than yesterday. That's true. Because she's getting rid of that toxic energy. Yeah. Yeah. And because she made a release to this, her fans are not going to be the last ones to know. No, no. Definitely. She will always be on our radar. Yeah. And oops, it happened. You know, she did it again. It happened again. again. She went to, you know, a facility. We're turning into the bonus. Yeah. We're going to quit while we're ahead. (laughs) Quit while we're ahead. (laughs) Good thing she's not a womanizer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, well, my uh, last Coke is like not as significant. (laughs) My last Coke goes to. I was mentioning it to Ish right before we started recording. There's this movie called Bad Batch that I actually have to give credit to (laughs) one of the parents in Tristan's school. uh, Is this what happens on those uh, those parent He was telling me about it, and he was like, oh, have you seen this movie with Jason Momoa that he has like this tattoo that says Miami Man? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? (laughs) Cal Drogo? I mean, (laughs) Aquaman? Aquaman, like what? He's like, yeah, he's from like Miami. And in the movie, he has like the Tony Montana accent. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> How have I never heard of this movie before? Yes. So it's called Bad Batch and it was released in 2017. Who else did you say was in the movie? Well, yeah, I looked it up really quick when you mentioned it. It's Giovanni Herbizzi's <laughs> and Keanu Reeves are also <laughs> in it. I looked. I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen a bunch of clips. That's a lot of like weird boy voices and dialects. Yeah, that's like Herbizzi and Reeves. Weird, weird levels of testosterone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand it. And it's funny because I've seen a bunch of clips of it, and yeah, he does have that Miami Tony Montana accent, which I hate. Um, and I just thought it was like really weird. So for those of you out there who haven't checked this out, I even, will even check if you it don't out. watch the whole movie. Just put Bad Batch Jason Momoa. <laughs> just watch the trailer. You know that that Tony Montana accent. Oh. Do you don't like when I'm people of, talk like this? I'm one of the few people that doesn't care for Tony Montana. Well, I've never seen Scarface. I think he's an idiot. He lost everything. You, you saw Scarface? I've never, I've never seen it. I've never seen He lost everything. His mom, his sister died because of him. His best friend died because of him. He lost Michelle Pfeiffer, Elvira, Michelle Pfeiffer. The best part of that movie is Michelle <laughs> She comes down the elevator. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie. It's like the first pivotal scene that she's in. Okay. You know, she's in one of these like 1980s, you know, like, like disco dress, the, the disco dress kind of like, um, you know, drug dealer mansions as they had in the 80s, you know, with a lot of right. glass Horse and whatever. Right. Exactly. Right. Or Lenore and Kendall. And, uh, yes, 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 yes. And it's like a two floor house that has a glass elevator. But by the glass elevator, there's a stairway, right? But she nonetheless goes in the glass elevator that takes about an hour to come down. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, watching Dr. Evil and Austin Powers, you know, when they would have, you know, those kind of like, <laughs> they would make fun of how long scenes would take. It's like that was the world's longest elevator ride. She went from one floor to the next. That's my favorite part of Scarface. The elevator ride? Because it's so ridiculous. I just think that he... Look, there's some movies that you watch, and I know I'll probably get a lot of heat from this from people that love Tony Montana. There's a lot of movies that you watch. Well, you know me. I love villains. I generally right, right. sympathize That's with villains. Which worries me, but yeah. And, and, you know, you watch the movies. that You watch, see the, the villain, and you're like, oh, you know, fucking badass. Like, what a motherfucking awesome, you know, person or guy. Not in this case. But he was like, whatever, you know, he had that bad attitude. He was never happy, you know. He didn't get the woman he wanted at the end. His mom lost both of her children because of him. You know, and he lost everything. Like, I don't like Tony Montana. But maybe that's the moral of the story that everybody misses. 
No, but what I'm saying is how he's been like. That's what I'm saying. That's it, the moral that everybody misses. It, it's because kind of like a chain, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody, everybody, like all these, all these, you know, people want to be like Scarface. And it's it's like, but he didn't end up like, all that well within hip hop. Hip hop culture. He's like a big deal. That's aspirational. I mean, yeah. there was even a documentary done in the early 2000s about Tony Montana, and I'm thinking, you know, and I love all that hip hop culture, and I'm thinking, like, wait, wait, am I seeing it differently because I'm Cuban and I'm from Miami, or or is it just me? You know, because I'm like, things did not end well for him at all, <laughs> at all, and he lost everything in a very short amount of time. And like, okay, you know, when you live that life, <laughs> you li- you gotta live live hard and die young. <laughs> that just reminded me of something. Oh God! You know, one of my favorite things <laughs> you ever told me was when we were in high school. Oh God! Wow! And, and the song "Gangsta's Paradise" came out. Awesome song. I don't remember any of this. So I'm dying to remember. No, I remember. I remember, but I don't don't remember what I told you. That you told me that a cousin of yours was like, somebody said something that they liked that song. And one of your cousins was like, oh, you don't know that song until you live that life. And you were like, Chico, what are you talking about? So you grew up in Kendall. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That life. What life need life? You shop at Winn-Dixie and you go to Old Navy. Get life knee life. <laughs> you grew up in Kendall. <laughs> I'm a forward. <laughs> but that's so what he walk in when people on Instagram, you know, oh, I live where you vacation. Nobody has ever vacation on La Voce La Cuatro. Well, I use that hashtag. <laughs> well, but I use that hashtag when I'm at, like, the beach or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like, whatever, you know, because you don't live at the beach, people. Like, you know. I you, mean, I don't, I don't put nobody that hashtag vacations in Alapata. when I'm, you know, at Publix in line. <laughs> Although, <laughs> although Publix is the best supermarket in the world, because that's, that's a fact. That's it's not true. an opinion. Between the cake and the chicken tenders, it, it is what it is. I don't care. You know, we need to get this po- podcast sponsored Listen, by Publix. Things that are facts. Publix is the best supermarket in the world. You invented the box set, and Romy Michelle invented post-it. post-it notes. That's it. And that is everybody. That we is. hope you listened, laughed, and learned. <laughs> And, and scene. That, and that was episode 57. We want to thank Seth Burger Beast for the interview. <laughs> And don't forget <laughs> your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupina. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone. Bye. So you don't want to cross the line, but I'm going to make you change your mind. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 